Hello, hello, hello. Welcome Hi. to another episode of NAFAM the podcast. Hi. Hi. What you doing over there? I'm looking at my phone. What are you doing? I'm talking to you is what I was trying to do. Not really, are you? Well, yeah, we just okay. started. Well, so go ahead. Engage me. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> do you know what? my my? I had a birthday this week, and do you know what my... Um, I have a head cold right now, so my voice is different, but do you know what my era is for 45? No, I do not. I am no longer in the business of entertaining bullshit. So I feel like that just played out a little bit where you were like, oh, I'm trying to talk to you. Mm -hmm. Are you? Are you trying to talk to me? <laughs> well, I would like to, but it, yeah, when we, we start out and uh, you got your head in your phone, it's kind of like, well, what are we doing here? Because we decided we were going to do this tonight and I, okay. it's a little different. It's a Friday night. I was looking for a reason at my phone. Go ahead. Talk. So you did have a birthday this week. Uh -huh. It's kind of been a bit of a big week. Uh -huh. Halfway to 90, mm -hmm. as you said last week. Mm -hmm. Big, somewhat of a big milestone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. People say 50 is a big milestone. People say 30, 20, 30, 40 are mm -hmm. big milestones. Did this year hit you different? Then you I don't know what was 45 like for you, Jim. You've already done it. Why don't you just tell us what yeah, it's it was like? It was kind of no big deal. Just felt like another year. But I, I haven't had... Life is no big deal for you? No, I would Nothing's say... Nothing's a big deal for you? I would say it's all relative in the way it kind of the scale is. It's like a lot of times you don't recognize it till after the fact. When you're, you know, you hit your 30s and we met in our 30s and like the, the 30s, <coughs> that era... Bless me. Since you're bless, bless you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that era uh, of you know being in our 30s is like this era of do you know why people need to be blessed when they sneeze i mm, i do what i don't so i, I as soon as you say it's it, only I'm one know. of two instances where both because you stop breathing breathing and your heart and your heart stops, stops at the same yes. time i was gonna say i mm -hmm. didn't know that but okay. okay thanks for hearing sorry Bless you. Are you okay? Oh my God, that was I a hope big I one. You. I Did your heart start start again? I can't wait to give this head cold. To Did you. your heart start back up again? I'm not sure. Will you breathe for me, just so I know you're I'm alive? I'm not sure. Anyway, I feel like a single year doesn't make that much of a difference. I feel like it's more of like the decade and that, or what maybe makes five a years. Difference for you. So, I mean, really? Uh, lots of things make a difference for me. Okay. Do you have, have you had a single year where you felt like that was a, a big change, a big shift, that specific year? Yeah. You have? Yeah. What what year was I your biggest shift? Lots of years. Um, I had a big year when I was turning 16. I had a big year okay, but, okay, when I hold turned... On, hold no, on. not because I was driving, not for those okay, reasons. Okay. I had a big year when I was probably 19. I had a big year... My children, I had a big year, I think like around 2012. Um, I'd say, I'd say 2020 was a big year. Although I'd say ever since I've been with you, it's been big. Um, I'd say this year was a big year. You just, but <laughs> so relative to what? Do you need what? any other examples? Yeah. Relative to what? Okay. 2012, 2020. What? Relative what? to all the other years? What do you mean? But that's not, were those age things or were those just life circumstance things where the point you were in your life mm -hmm. was different life circumstances yeah, i'm saying which if you're also age related i was an age during those life circumstances you were oh my god every year you get a year older is that how that works for you too being yeah. from outer space and yes. not being human yes I don't know I'm about that. I'm actually human. Bullshit. I'm just on the third channel and you're, you're on You're on, I don't know what channel you're on. You're on that grayed out fuzzy one that no, you have to pay weird. extra for. I ground every day and therefore not on that channel. Yeah, no. I think you got a ground loop failure where it, uh, no, that's it's your, creating a little fuzz in the there. The irony here is that you're the irony here. fuzzy channel. 
anyway, mm-hmm. th- yeah, I, that is that, yes. That's this hindsight. is the era that's of I'm hindsight. not going to entertain bullshit no, but anymore. That's, you forced me to entertain bullshit for a very long time, and I finally was like, oh no, not entertaining is bullshit. Good anymore. for you. Ooh, good for you. I'm serious though. But you just mentioned 2012 and 2020. My my suspicion on that is until after the fact, you didn't realize those were big years. My point is Your suspicion. Yeah. You're so what was? Where did you come up with? What that? was the reason for those? Saturn I'm just picking those two. I think they were my Saturn returns. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Actually, I think they probably were, but um, no, significant things happened. Significant things happened after your birthday. Yes. Okay, so that's my point. No, is I don't know if they were. They were might have been before okay. my birthday. I don't remember. Point the of the matter is, I'm talking specifically about. They're probably around. Oh my I god, I'm going to be 30 next year. This is a big deal. Oh my god, I'm going to be 40 next year. I'm hitting my 40s. Like, oh my yeah, god, I don't know I what was, to do with myself. Okay, yeah, I was a different situation. Sad about being 30. I was like, whoa, I'm like a full grown adult now. I'm a mom, which is funny because actually okay. 45 is when you're that like a mom. You said that. I realized that. But did you actually feel that? Was that was that a true like? Did you was that a defining point? for you if you look back on it was that like yes that one hit that was a big deal or was Define it just that what does it mean that, well, good that question. hit or that was a big that deal was a good, that's a good I question I literally just said that I felt that way <laughs> and you're like but wait a minute as you look back I'm I, like, again did you feel that way beforehand and then you hit it and you went through and you're like ah well that wasn't that was a lot of hype about nothing that's mm-hmm. my whole point is when you hit these certain decade markers especially 20, 30, 40 yeah Jim I did I'm sorry that you're unfeeling okay. and capable of meaning in your life but absolutely yeah. I have yes, no meaning 30, in my life Turning 30 was like, wow, okay, I'm 30 years old. That was like, it hit me. I was like, wow, life is actually, you know, time doesn't stop. This is real. Like, you are on this ride called life. Thank you for participating. We're actually getting somewhere finally. This is year 30. So, okay. Yeah, I remember feeling. I was actually pregnant with Katie when I was 30, so I couldn't even celebrate either. That was the real kicker. I was like, oh, all right, I guess I'm going to... Oh, you I'm couldn't gonna... get your booze? You couldn't get your fix? Exactly. I was like, I guess I'm just going to knit for the night. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what of I did. I'm pretty felt, sure I got knitting needles. Of course you felt old. I'm wondering if that is the day I learned to knit, now that I think about it, because my... The day? My ex-husband, uh, we call her Grandma Mary. She's his bio mom. She taught Because that's her name? Knit. Well, so I don't. I don't want to say like, you know, because he has his adoptive mom and his and his bio mom. So we were like, we called her just called her Grandma Mary. Anyways, um, she like got me. I think she she I, she was a really big knitter, and um, I wanted to learn. And I'm almost feeling like that's the night that I learned. I feel like she taught me that night. I could be totally wrong because she got me all like the starter kit stuff. I'm pretty sure it was for my thirtieth birthday. Okay, I might be insane right now, but I feel like that's what happened. That sounds like a really exciting thirtieth birthday. <laughs> it was. It was fun. I, like, I'm happy that she taught me to knit. Knitting's been a has been. I'm never like I'm not an advanced knitter, but she mm-hmm. is, and um, it was a really cool skill to learn. I liked her. I like well, her. Still I know. like her. You still know. Li- <laughs> I liked her. <laughs> we were really. Yeah, close. we just saw her a few weeks ago, so we it's were, not like it's I know, like, but yeah. you know, like you know, you get to. Know her, I get so it. We were really close. We we yeah. were close at one time. Yeah. So you can say thirty was like that. That was a big wake up call, a big hit for you, like a big change. So this yeah. is this is forty five. Forty five is big. Uh, yeah. I told you the archetype of forty five. I have the vision of forty five year old in my head. Her name is like Vicky. She's like that eighties mom with fair faucet hair and she's got those glasses like that are like two-tone like tinted you know and like 
she's got like lipstick and she's real thin and she smokes a lot. She sounds hot. That is sounds very hot. The quintessential forty-five year old in my mind. I'm very turned on right from now. From the eighties. Tell me more about Vicky. <laughs> or Valerie. Valerie. Tell I me more about Valerie. Even better. Even better. Her name definitely starts with a V. She's so. she's real down to earth. She's frank. Yeah. She's direct. She's lived. She's been through life. Yeah. She's lived a life so yeah. far. So she's got some yeah. stories she to share. She says things like "sweetie" and "honey." Uh huh. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So that's my era. Yeah. And I'm not going to entertain any more bullshit. <laughs> Good for you. Good. How does that yeah. feel? It feels pretty liberating, to be honest. I mean, it's been four days now that you haven't entertained any bullshit. So I actually haven't been entertaining bullshit for a while, but I you're, like you're really. It really like. I mean, for a few weeks, like I've I've actually like, like had a conception of like what that would look like, and like, oh yeah, like why have I been entertaining all this bullshit? I'm done entertaining bullshit. Like I'm not. Nah, I'm not gonna. It's clear this is a mantra for you because you've used it a couple times in circumstances where I'm like, have, I really pr- probably announced it to you. Really, and you didn't listen because that's <laughs> you. No, um, what I'm saying is. You're like, I'm just, I'm just, I talked, I talked to whatever. And I'm, I'm just told him I'm not entertaining any bullshit. It's like, okay. Yeah, because okay. it is. It's like these stupid examples now. It's like, like, I mean, it's like, I feel like I'm being gaslit. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, inter- this is not, this is so clear what the scenario is. Like, stop fucking with me and trying to like guilt yeah. trip me or make me think that I haven't considered this scenario. It's like. No, I'm going back to trusting my intuition. I've been right. I, I, I spent a lot of time knowing my intuition and then you, you, people like you questioning uh-huh. it and putting me through the ringer only to full circle back. I was right the whole time. So it's like, and I use that word right loosely, but like, do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to invalidate you. So, I'm giving you a hard time. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm razzing you You're razzing as, me. as the kids say. I got, Kids don't say that, by the way. <laughs> One of the, uh, one of, I can't describe it here because it would be too explicit even for this podcast. Oh. But. Um, we have a separate podcast I on love, Channel 4. Yeah. <laughs> Channel 4. That was a good one. That was a good one. I'm I'm ready tonight. Bring it. I had to text my friends a picture of a coffee mug I got from one of my stepchildren. <laughs> I was like, stepmom goals. Like, you only I would get a mug like this. That's true. And feel completely honored. That's true. <laughs> That, that is true. <laughs> Enough so that you couldn't take a picture of it and share it like on your Insta. I know. Like, nope, I had to send it on a private text thread. And yeah. they, were, they were like, that's so you. And I was like. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what it said. So bad. I wouldn't repeat it here anyway. But yeah, it's goals. It it's is goals. goals. And you're 45. And this I was is like, the age. I, I got that. Is... And I was like, you know what? I fucking arrived. So I know it's 50. <laughs> they say that's your golden um, and not golden birthday in the sense of that, but is that like, I mean, to me, 45 is like, this is kind of the prime in a lot of ways. Yeah, it just feels. Like 30s were like this, like life is pretty, life is pretty amazing, but it's a little bit, I don't want to say easy. That 40s, it gets a little, we have got kids and everything else, but like. They say the 60s are actually the best decade of yeah, your life. Yeah, I have heard that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's a little challenging, but at the same time, you feel like you're at that point where you're like, I'm not putting up with people's bullshit anymore. Yeah. Like I never had that specific mantra, like, and but. And it's in an authentic I, way. It's not like in a like uh, right. jaded way, but it's also like well a little bit. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, not. I don't think so. Well, if it did, if it did that way though, that's not the goal. Like the goal is to not have it. Be when that you way. say jaded, I guess I'm looking at it going like feeling like after all of these years of putting up with it, maybe it's not, maybe it, it it is in an authentic way. So I guess it's not jaded, but at the same time, it does come with a little bit of like a I don't want to say an air 
arrogance to it, but a little bit of a power to it, a little bit of like a, no, I'm not doing this. It's empowered. It's an empowered feeling. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. It's like, so I'm maybe not, it's not jaded, but I'm just uh, saying there is like this energy behind with it. Your confusion and like yeah. questioning, like, we're not doing this right now. This is not that situation. Like, yes. Yeah, which is good. It's so good. It's so good. What do you expect from your your mid forties? Your you know being forty five. What what are you looking forward to most? What am I looking forward over the to? next over the next five years? What are you looking forward to the most? You're forty five over the next five. Years. Well, I want to hear yours first. I don't. I don't know, Jim. I haven't really thought about that. I think. I think. Mm, go ahead. Do you want to think some more? Yeah, I sure do. I was gonna say. I think taking control a little bit, a little bit more, not being. For me, as apologetic, um, owning things more, just being being more authentic, but also like being like, no, I don't, I don't need to go through same thing. I don't need to put up with the bullshit. Like, I know where I'm at. I know who I am. I don't know who I am, but I'm working on that. <laughs> but it's it is there's a there's a um, kind of an, an empowering point like that. I think we've we've hit in a way at this age. Yeah. You know. Yeah, if you're doing it right, I think you have. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I did, nobody take offense to this, but it's like you feel like. Does it matter if they take offense to it, Jim? I'm Here just putting are, it out there in live action. I'm just putting. Jim, don't be apologetic. No, I, no I'm putting this out there because <laughs> because this. Um, I don't mean it this way, and in some ways I do mean it this way. But at the same time, like I feel like we're still at a point where we're um, on top of things and uh, have an awareness. And I'm gonna I'm gonna use this because technology has changed a lot of things mm-hmm. over the years. Mm-hmm. So. We're at a phase now where I don't understand some new technology or maybe like, um, you know, TikTok and some of that stuff, like the draw to it and everything else. Like, okay. I, I can't like fully. Snapchat. We've never signed on to right. Snapchat. I can't fully like I understand. Just sign on. I have three friends on Snapchat. Katie, Nathan, <laughs> one. and Christopher. And I, we don't even snap. I no. just see the stories. And I don't go on there at all. <laughs> My point being is I know it exists. Mm-hmm. I understand conceptually what it is. I don't understand the power of it as far as how the younger generations use it. But mm-hmm. I feel like I'm still in tune enough to be able to navigate where I need to navigate. But you're on Be Real, Jim. I mean, yeah. that's pretty progressive. But technologically my, my, my point being is to not be totally insensitive. I feel like in another 10 years, that's probably not going to be the case. So yeah. we're at a point now where it's like, we can see the value in things. We can understand them still. It's not beyond us, but at the you're same hip. time. You're still, you're still, I'm still kind of hip. You're still hippable? A little bit. Yeah, I'm in like Facebook hip. Yeah. Facebook maybe a little Insta hip. I'm not TikTok hip, <laughs> Snapchat hip. That was my point. That was, was the like joke. That was the joke in that. Ago. You didn't get that. No, exactly. this wasn't eight years ago. This was like six or seven years ago. I was like talking to like a 20 year old something and she was like, I mean, my mom's on Facebook, you know, like what the old people are on. And I was just like, what? No, we joke about it because we do, for one of our companies, we do advertising. She's and like, we, I just feel like all the old people are on Facebook. Yeah, we do Facebook advertising. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, because we're trying to cater to a 55 and up crowd. And besides like Google searches, that's the next but place to go. But it has to like come back around because how many times, like how many of our kids are on Facebook? They're, like, do you know what I mean? They're like, on there, but that's not their primary method of. They're not communicating with their peers, but they're still like have accounts and they're yeah, on there. Yeah, yeah. Snooping everything out. Exactly. It's just not their go-to. Yeah. Where I think for our age, it's like that's still kind of the go-to. That and Instagram are the go-to social media platforms. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are... I feel like the Snapchat situation is 50-50 with our age group too, though. There's a lot, a fair amount yeah. that are doing that. Like we just didn't never really get into it. Okay. I don't know of anybody that's on it really, so... Yeah, but who do you but talk I haven't to asked about anything? Nobody. I don't talk to anybody about it, so... <laughs> but... No, I think this is, I think this, we've and we've mentioned this before um, on previous episodes, but I do think like in your 40s, they are kind of like the, the, the golden age of 
feeling secure and a little bit more secure it's in yourself. It's also the age of like, oh, is that cancer or is that just, you know, but not a kink quite. in my neck? That's my, for you it is. For I me. I don't think so. I think you're, you're an anomaly. No, you're, I don't think is so. Nothing, your doctor can actually say, oh, there's a concerning lab value here that we need to monitor and I'd be like, oh, are you sure about that? Like, Let's see about that. You're like, all right, whatever. Oh, in six what months, else? in six months, we'll check it out. We'll see about that. Exactly. And I disagree. With, I disagree with you. I think that. I, am I excessive? Yes, but you're, As you we are, get later in our 40s, I think that's going to become more of a reality or a realization that, oh shit, we're, we're there. But I do think that I'm going to generalize your 40s and say, I think in your 50s, absolutely, I would agree with that, that that's when that really starts. 45 is when you start. I remember when I when I was working in hospice the first time I was like, I was 30, actually. I was like 20, 28, I think, when I started there. And I remember I worked with the funniest social worker ever. She's probably 44, 45 at the time. And God, I miss her. I would love to reconnect with her. She was so fucking funny. But she was always like, I remember one day, she, her first colonoscopy, she's like, I gotta get a colonoscopy. She was like a really big yogi, but she was like a neurotic yogi like me. And except- Oh, you're was, a yogi? Except no, she was know, a yogi? I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but she was like, she was so funny and so inappropriately funny like me. And I just remember like- she Oh, was, you're funny too? She was, yes. Oh. But she was like, I gotta go get a colonoscopy. And she's like, I gotta go. And she was like stressing about it. I remember she was just like, yeah, I gotta go get a procedure, you know, because I'm in my 40s now in your 40s you start getting procedures like and it's like yeah that's when the procedures start the she routine procedures women often get the, the mammograms i've been getting my i don't when do yeah. you start mammograms i've been getting mine I, for you're a asking me very long time because my mom when my mom got breast cancer her doctor was like you need to start getting them now and i remember my doctor was like that's silly. I don't agree with that, but whatever. So I've been getting them every year um, since then. So I, but I'm trying to think, is it 40 that they routinely start it? So I've been doing that since like 33, I think. Anyways, so I guess I'm not entirely new to procedures, but this is definitely the age where the procedures begin. And like, you know, I go in for yearly skin tests, skin checks now. I, that's a new thing to my 40s. I didn't do that before. And I feel like every time I turn around, I have another fucking doctor's appointment that I have to attend to, whether it's eye doctor or dentist. And it's never just a routine thing. It's just like, well, you know, we're recognizing, <laughs> keep an eye on this or whatever. Like It's all precautionary oh, at this point. Your gum recession is, you know, whatever. And you actually get that. You actually have all sorts of shit going on I and do. you don't even follow up on it. You're just like, whatever. Like you're done. The dentist is all worried about yeah, your teeth. And you're, your, you haven't been in over your a year. Split? I know. I mean, I'm overdue. They were like, you're too young for this. And you're like, and one year out the other. I know. I didn't like that They're guy. Like, I didn't like that come, guy. I didn't want to hear that shit. For all these different I things. didn't want to hear that shit. I'm like, what are you going to do about it? Think There's of, nothing we can do. No, well, that's not I, true. They. This conversation doesn't need to happen here, but you literally were getting things done to your teeth and you're supposed to go back for more. Yeah. The only thing I was getting done. I don't have, they don't ask me to do that. The only thing I was getting done because I grind my teeth, they were filling in some voids. Yeah, but that's bad. That's bad. I grind my teeth too. I don't have that. I know. No, I know it's not good, <laughs> but he literally said that was just, that wasn't for any there was no value supposedly in like actually that wasn't preventative it was just like well we're filling it because if you have sensitivities to it it'll help with the sensitivities to it on your gum line yeah okay that is kind of a big deal because my gums are receded pretty badly yeah. and i'm not at the point where they want to do that in fact i i have a lot of sensitivity because i'm like well, please yeah. like don't and i don't have the sensitivity you have so yeah so maybe you should i don't know i was like oh you're telling me it's gonna be like a thousand bucks to go back and get the other side filled and eh, i think i'm good <laughs> 
No, I need you to know go. I have serious gum disease. I right probably now. do. I know. What do you, you think? You don't really prioritize dental hygiene. I don't like the dentist. Nobody likes a dentist. I don't but either, I, but I still go. I know. I mean, I went. I skipped for five years. No, I, I, I do need to go. And the, the, the problem is I know what they're going to say about it. And I know it's like, oh, yeah, you need to but come back. But you're at the in. age where it's concerning. Do I need to bring my dad in here to talk to you or lecture you about what happened to him? <laughs> no. He also skipped the dentist yeah, much of yeah, his adult yeah, yeah. life. No, I do. I do. I canceled my last appointment. I think I was out of town. I think I was out of town. And I'm like, oh, I'll call to reschedule. And I haven't called. They've called me. Hey, so when are you coming back? And I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now, but I'll call you back. So The funny thing is it's not for them. It's for you. <laughs> As much as you want to believe mm, it. It doesn't feel like it sometimes. I know, but that, at the, that's where I think... With all the headsets on. and Hey, do you want to spin the wheel and see what you won today? Oh, you want a lunch at McDonald's. Okay, they don't do that. I literally got a gift card. To, okay, I'm sorry, this don't... is the only one we had left. Okay, well, they don't do that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you got, they did that one time. They when did they had one their time. Grand opening, but um, the grand reopening, but... Um, reopening. No, when I went last time... When they time, invested millions of dollars into their dude, facility. Dude, I had, I had that... <laughs> I had that same experience as you um, where I was like, it's a hard time. Tra- I have the same thing with veterinary. Like, it's like, what are you trying to sell me now? I, I'm not disagreeing I with you. I'm just making light of it. I definitely had the dental industry, but like. I, yeah, no, I'm making I, light of something that's not. I was a dumbass and I didn't go for five. Before, but yeah. all of a sudden, I'm like, oh my God, it's been five years. And I went in there and they're like, yeah, you have four cavities, which actually is, they were like, that's pretty impressive since it's only been five years. I mean, it's been five years and you only have four cavities. But because um, I'm a cavity girl. Did you know? Yeah, I'm not. Did you know? Guy. That, um, cause I like, they're always like, you must use an electric toothbrush cause your teeth look really good. They say that to me too. They're also very impressed with my, they're always like, do you whiten your teeth? Well, your fucking teeth are no, super I white. No, I don't so whiten my whatever. teeth. Whatever. I really? know. Really? You don't whiten, do you drink coffee? A lot of, I drink a lot of coffee. Uh-huh. Really? Do you tell them that your husband makes it for you every day? <laughs> Anyways, my dentist has always, always loved my teeth. He used to be like, oh my God, your teeth are gorgeous. Like that. All right. I'm getting disturbed now. <laughs> My story about that is, though, is that um, I'm prone to cavities, and I've learned that you that are, is yeah. a genetic thing. Yeah. And fortunately, as we've learned, I'm not, which is a good thing. <laughs> At this age, though, I don't think but, I'd, so. I don't think you can count on that anymore. That's my point. Yeah. No, I do need to go back. I'm not. I'm not going to deny that. Okay. I need to go back. I just know when I go back, I'm also going to be like, yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, you these because these feelings that I need are not for cavities. They're like they're not. You don't have cavities. It's just that there's some voids. Anyway. I do need to go and get that done. It's going to cost money, and I just don't like spending that money on that, even though I needed to. So yeah, yeah. because anyway, to full disclosure, now when I go to the dentist, people aren't like, "Oh my god, I love your teeth" anymore, because I'm at that age where there it's just like, "Oh yep, you know, you should wear, need to wear your bite splint," and like that's bullshit. You uh, have beautiful so, teeth. Relatively speaking, for my age, perhaps maybe I'm just what I'm trying to tell you is like people, you wouldn't, you don't understand the level of envy and glory that were given to my teeth at every appointment when yeah, I was young, I after not. braces, post braces. But, um, I, he, like, they also do say like, oh, there's some, there's some staining, like you can see like where you've had fillings are staining and like, so like, you know, you could whiten your teeth. So I, I used to like sometimes once in a while whiten my teeth. So then like, I think six months ago, I went ahead and got like another like crest white strips whitening pack and I did it and I didn't even do half of it. So full disclosure, I did do a half a pack. of. So there might be, they were a little whiter for a little bit. I'm sure they're stained up again, but. Well, you can't tell they look very white. Technically, I can't say I don't whiten my teeth. They look very nice. I just wanted to be truthful Well, what's wrong with that. saying that you whiten your teeth? I just, a few minutes ago, I said, oh. I don't, the dentist will ask, do you whiten oh, your teeth? Okay. I'm like, no, I don't whiten my teeth well yeah. i did actually a few months ago yeah and you have a couple bit. times so anyway yeah that's a really exciting conversation many, many, i'm glad many. we it's spent that much so time many on years. it i think when you're 45 you need to have these kind of talks about yourself like you know what i got fucking good teeth let's talk about my teeth 
You should. You got to focus on something because yes. everything else, oh, I'm falling apart. No, you're not. Yeah. Like, do no, you want to talk about, you know, you should probably talk more about your colon. You're like, I got no polyps in my colon. Like, that's like a brag. My that's a colon brag. is clean. That's a brag. I had one. I had one polyp. I didn't have one. I had one. Exactly. You yeah. had zero. He's like, that's huge. Look good. Come back in 10 years. Great. Okay. <laughs> See you then. Exactly. See you then, bud. You should brag about that more. I should. I tell everybody. <laughs> I tell everybody. I, that's the first thing I say to them. Hey, I had my first colonoscopy. No polyps. How about you? <laughs> I was worried about it. I was worried about it. We already talked about this, but mm-hmm. I was I was nervous going in. And uh, it did. I was surprised. It did You'd take. You'd be excited. Like my dad actually has graduated now from colonoscopies. Yeah. There's no more for My him. mom said the same thing. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, I'm done. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Plus um, the next one for my dad would be age 90. So yeah. they, they don't care like, anymore. Nope, we're that. Exactly. We're not. <laughs> pff, you kidding me? We don't want to see that shit wrinkly colon no anyway um no i was surprised though because they're like oh yeah it'll might take a day or two like you know the first day eat slowly and then the second day you know you can eat normal and stuff but like you might it it took me a good week for my stomach really to get back to normal i think Mm -hmm. maybe not a full week but a good five days to feel like oh Mm -hmm. i'm like back on a, a good schedule here let's just say it that way yeah, but because I told you, like, you should just go get, like, on a probiotic regimen and then... And I didn't. Because, like, the next day you felt back to normal. After that, yeah, which has already been... Yeah, I was going to say it was Once a few I days. Once I suggested Yes, it, yes, I was going to say... Like, okay, but then... You... Yeah, because they're like, oh, two days you'll feel like you're... you're and I'm like, mm, no, not quite, but... Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. That's exciting conversation for when you're 45. That's what this conversation is about, being 45. Yeah. You're the same age as me now, so mm-hmm. what do you think about that? You're not the young spring chicken anymore. What do you think about that? You don't get to feel like the wise old man anymore. I mean, you already don't <laughs> You feel think like you've that. ever let me feel like the wise old man in this relationship? Not one day That's on you. have That's I felt... That's on you. Whatever feelings you have about okay. how you feel, it's on you. Okay. <laughs> I might have felt to myself like the wise old man, but I never got that uh, experience from you. That's my point. That was actually what I was saying yeah. was that if you don't feel like the wise old man next yeah. to me, that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like for the last six months, I'm like, oh, I got a younger chick. <laughs> okay. Super cool. And now I'm like, oh, she's the same age as me. I'm joking. That yeah. sounds creepy. It's not how I feel at all. You're like, I mean, seriously, you're 45. Mm-hmm. You're gorgeous. No, I'm not. You are. I am it's, not. It's got to feel good. Oh, my God. Actually, this is a good time to talk about this because we've talked about this before. You've asked me about a couple episodes. There was a conversation about aging and stuff. And you, I talked about how, like, it's hard to look in the mirror and see it. And also, I refuse to, like, do anything about it. Like, I don't invest yeah. in any of the things out there to slow it or hide it. And But it is, it is hard. It's like, oh, I just don't look in the mirror and feel pretty anymore whether i was ever actually pretty or not you know i think everybody feels pretty as somebody a lot of people look in the mirror and they can see some of their own beauty i actually was i'll never forget in high school somebody said that one day can you somebody said can you? when i was in high can school you? this girl in high school said everybody she was a real she had a lot of charisma she was a real uh she, had real, a lot of swagger. A real, she was like madonna real? she was like she had a lot of madonna vibes about her but I remember her saying one day, everybody thinks thinks of themselves as pretty. Like, 
if you look in the mirror, if you're really being honest with yourself, you look back and you see a pretty face. And I don't think that everybody thinks that, but I do find some truth in this idea of I bet that everybody can find some prettiness or beautiness when they look back at themselves, whether the societal standards would agree with that or not, which is a good thing. It is a good thing. I said they should. Yeah. It is a good thing. Yeah. So when you asked me that, yeah, I think I did think that for a while. I thought I was pretty. Um, And whether everybody else agreed or not, I thought that. (laughs) Anyways, so, but yeah, that's what's hard. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really look, I don't really see that. That's the thing that drives me crazy about you is because. But I want to just, okay, I'll let you finish, but there's more to that. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't know there was, okay, you can go ahead. Well, I I just, go ahead because. I was going to say, I met you 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. You're older. You look older. Of course you do. 31 is when people are at their prime. And you met me at 35 and I look young for my age. So I was probably at my prime. You did. You're at your prime. You're at your prime. I mean, I'm was hook, hooked, sold day one. No question about that in the looks department at all or any other department. But okay. like, that I was like, damn. And no, of course you look older. I look older. We are older. But like for 45, you look amazing. So I, I think you. that there's. I could say that to other people. It's still hard to see yourself age and embrace it. it at the same time I because don't... it's just a reminder that it's going to be over soon. I don't think I look, when I look in the mirror and stuff and I look at myself, I don't think I look 45 until I take a be real picture of myself. Until you look at a picture of you smiling because there's some like, yeah, there's a lot of like, whoa. Yes, exactly. The crow's feet and like, I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Yep. There it is. But when you are, you're right. When you're not smiling, you have like amazing skin. Like everyone in your family does. Your skin is amazing. You can't see any scales. Like I can see all that stuff in mine. Like first of all, I have the marks, but like. Just from like a pore size standpoint and the scaliness that happens as the collagen leaves, like you don't really have that if you're just in a neutral position on your face. When mm-hmm. you smile, yeah, there is like all that stuff around your eyes. I take some of those be real pictures where I just like take it. I don't smile and I just look at it and I look back. I'm like, I don't know what's the, what the deal is with that app, but like I feel like I look like I'm 100 and dying. Okay. <laughs> well, think, imagine being me and I wear bifocals, which the modern term is progressives, and it not only does... Does, does my vision magnified outward, but my eyes are magnified under my glasses. And so when I take pictures, like it's huge and you can see like the fish scales under my eyes in every single picture I take. So at least you don't have that going on, Jim. I think that's, so I'm going to say though, like right now, doesn't show at all. Well, because it's not. It's like the lighting in the room is dim. I don't think it's the lighting. I think it's. It lighting. I think it's your makeup. It's sometimes it just depends. Even if I don't have makeup on, it's going to show up. Sure, the makeup will make that. When you don't have makeup but... on, I don't know. I seriously don't think you see it. How many selfies do you see of me when you say? Well, I see you. I don't have to see a selfie. I see you. I'm just saying. I think that's the difference. Is when you yeah. talk about they're not really scaled. But it's that, just like. But that's know. my point. They're still there. There was a time yeah. when I didn't wear makeup and that didn't show because the texture wasn't there on the skin. Okay. Do you see what I'm yeah. saying? I get that. That's that's fair. That's fair. That's um, fair. But there was a whole. I feel like there was a couple times where that came up this week. But um, you know, or I, what came up this week? Aging. So oh. Glennon. I feel like there was more than one though. Glennon Doyle talked about one. I might have been an older podcast. Like I said, I don't like faithfully listen to her episodes, but I did listen to a couple this week. I caught up on a couple that caught my eye, and I think she was talking about her one year re- re- quote recovery because. She 
she entered treatment for eating disorder a year ago and it's like just a year ago she did yeah and it's like a fully like it's like a holistic it was like a whole she did a lot of the treatment approaches that i'm interested in and pursue myself but um she talked about how like she initially went through this phase where she was like gonna revolt against all like beauty culture and just like in an extreme way like embrace like her her where she was without any sort of cosmetic like she stopped dyeing her hair she wasn't wearing any makeup apparently she has botox stopped getting botox and then like her therapist had explained to her well that's kind of extreme too like that's very rigid way of thinking like the whole idea is to loosen be more flexible like be you know because that's kind of the same behavior that led to the eating disorder in the first place so um she went back to like yeah no i do want to feel pretty so she started getting her hair done again and getting botox but she said she her goal was to get to a point where she didn't want to get both botox and not that she was cutting herself off from it but that she just didn't feel a need for it and so believe she said that she yeah she's at that point now she stopped getting it and she's because i don't know how botox works but apparently you start it fades over time so that you start to see your skin start to like mm. sag and do these things and then you go and you get well another obviously you have injection. to get it again right because yeah oh, yeah okay so <clears throat> she said you know that she's seeing that set in now and she's in a place where she is like and she's okay with it i think that's the terminology she used so but it was just interesting because abby started talking about aging too and she started talking about how she's she's like you know i'm younger than glennon but i look older and i see myself in the mirror and it's really hard to see yourself look back at yourself Mm -hmm. and be like wow and then you start to think is my partner attracted to me like you start to worry about do you ever do you ever worry about that with me yeah are you serious yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, I do. You're on crack. I mean, not like in an ex- like like I'm if I'm just being honest. Like it's there a little bit. I also have this thing of like, okay, loser. Like I don't care. <laughs> well, the fact that you think Stray. that in the first okay, <laughs> that, I'm not going to criticize you for feeling that, but at the same time, like you are fucking gorgeous. So no, I think that maybe gonna... that's maybe it's your fault. Maybe it's some of the things that you've well, said and done that make me feel that way. Maybe. I mean, I don't. I've never said anything about your looks. At all, because I think you're gorgeous. Oh, really? You have an uncanny ability to say so much with saying nothing. Okay. You 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 need to know that about yourself. I mean, I've said this to you. This isn't news. No, no. But in that way, I, I feel like in that way, I feel like that's okay. Obviously, you're one of those. I'm one of those. Okay. Like you try to be like, oh, I'm just gonna like you know, yeah, I'm just like a good person, just say the right thing all the time, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Everybody else sees through that, and it's like almost like it can be this ex- sometimes this extreme thing where it's like we're actually picking up on everything you're not saying, so none of this is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm kidding. What about you? Do you worry? That you think I'm attractive? That I'll leave you for a younger buck? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> okay. So why is it okay for me? Like, to why? Like, I don't understand. What's the difference there? You're like, are you crazy? Why would you think that I would ever? But when no, I No, you didn't you... say that about me. You said that about you. And what I think about you, I think you're gorgeous. So, of course, I think you like. You asked me if I worry that you will how did you word it i asked you if you thought that i you ever worried that i would i was attracted to you okay which to me means yeah you're getting old and i'm not attracted anymore which is the same thing of like i would like a younger person again no there's a lot that you're not okay. saying with what you're no, saying no what i'm what i'm saying there is i am incredibly attracted to you there are like yeah, no okay, issues so with attraction i'm going to be honest with you i wasn't worried about that okay thank you that's and, all i was I mean, maybe it's to some, to a healthy degree, like we all have our insecurities, but like, 
in the beginning, I wasn't worried about that. And so, yeah, currently that comes up sometimes related to this idea of like, I'm aging. I don't look like that anymore. But you just asked me if I would worry about you being like getting with some young buck. Not not getting with, but you know what I mean. Same thing. Do you worry that I'm not attracted to you anymore because you're aging? (laughs) Excuse me. Um, well, how about the fact no. that when you sneeze, no. you sneeze like Bless why you. do old men sneeze Bless. super loud, like Just incredibly so loud. loud, like like it's you like spend your 300 whole decibels. Life normal sneezing, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like shakes the house. You have definitely entered that era. <laughs> I have. I might. That's definitely. It the comes thing where, all the way through the might, whole body. Your skin might be in good shape. It's a shape, chakra but... thing. It's like comes from like the third <laughs> chakra all the way up. Yeah, that totally like you know negates the whole your skin is still great situation. Okay. But... Anyway. <laughs> All I was saying there is I worry about you in a way. This is not that I worry about you getting with some young guy just because he's some young guy. My (laughs) point being is you are very attractive and you definitely could date some younger guy. Have you considered having your vision tested? Now, with that being said, I don't think that the case for our relationship has to do with my looks as far as why I would worry about you leaving me. Oh, you definitely should worry about that. I mean, that's (laughs) the only thing. That's that's what like hooked me in with your look. Okay. And at this age, not because I'm (laughs) super good looking, because I have so many other deficiencies that far outweigh my looks that that's not what the thing is that I worry about losing you to. Okay. So... I don't think you feel the same way about me. I think what you're about like the fact that I'm blowing my nose right now on a microphone. What does mm, that do for I think you? That's cute. Okay. <laughs> I've been with you for ten years. Ten yeah. years. Oh my god! I've seen a lot more. Just imagine if you would have stayed in your first marriage, you could have said, "I've been with you for." I don't. I think about that a lot with my first marriage. I'm like, I could say like 25 years. Like, wow. No, thank. <laughs> just have 10. No, now. thank I just you. have 10. I'll take the 10. Okay. I'll gladly take the 10. Anyways. Anyways. Um. Yeah. No. I. I don't think you ever would look at me though and go, "I'm worried about you." Like leaving me for some younger girl because of course seriously okay all right whatever. well don't you think it's like I'm gonna do a lot of stereotyping here so I, I apologize for the offense anyone but um I mean it's like much more likely for a younger um person naive, to be attracted to an older Jim versus a younger person being attracted oh. to an older Anne Marie tell me more tell me more about this. <laughs> What do you mean? Where do I go for this? What do you... See, exactly. This is why I have to worry because this I'm... is the things that you say. Oh my... Everybody, it's a joke. She's laughing over not here as really. she blows her nose. I'm not laughing. <laughs> no, of course not. That's that's it is ridiculous in my mind. Like we are connected together. Okay, so what about the difference between whether or not you'd actually like stray or you'd pine to stray? See, that to me that's oh. the same thing. Like you worrying about you pining to stray. I, I agree. You might not stray. Like I, you probably won't. You're, no, of course you're too I weak. wouldn't. You're too spineless for that. But um <laughs> You want to test me? You want to find out? <laughs> No, the thought of you pining for it is what's like. No, there is there is absolutely zero desire for me for that. Well, you're going to admit to it right now. No, what 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 I what I will say is that I think in this probably this isn't across the board, but in our relationship, I think as we get older, in like you clam up a little bit, tighten up. Maybe we, you know, there's some other things that go on in the relationship that take away from that honeymoon phase and stuff like that. Like I clam up or you clam up? Well, or you dry up. Which one is that? <laughs> you dry up, I clam up. I think that's, I'm I joking. Think you both are anyway, what I was, my point on that being is being in a relationship for 10 years, it's not so much an age thing. It It's feeling like you aren't as interested in me and um, I wish, I wish you were. So like I have- Well, just be interesting. <laughs> Did you hear that, everybody? Do you hear that? Exactly. 
So yeah, Ex- show me some interest, people. Show me some interest. No, I have no. That's I think it's the excitement piece of it um, that everybody wants in a relationship. That's a long-term relationship that wants to maintain the excitement. It has nothing to do with being younger. It has nothing to do with anything else. I think <gasps> maybe it has you to should do make with... your person feel beautiful, and then they'd be more exciting. That's fair, and you are beautiful. I mean, make yourself. No, but that is though. Like I know that's such a classic thing, especially like I, I guess maybe you don't need I'm to not gender gonna... it, but like I mean, I talk about that with people all the time. It's just like, well, one partner wants it more than the other, and it becomes this whole thing. And it's just like maybe that partner, maybe the partner that wants it more needs to make the other person want it more. I totally agree. Like, with there's that. something to that. Uh, <laughs> like, there, there's, there's so <laughs> not make them want it more, but no, you, know, you saying that there's that's a hundred percent true. I think that that's the challenge. There is you feel like at a certain point you're racking your brain. How do I show you and get you to want to feel that to to feel that not want to feel that way to feel it's that not way? Not that complicated. Okay, just hear me out. Yep. But that's what it comes down to. I think it's not about age. It's not about anything else. It's truly about just wanting to be, you know, seen and wanting to be wanted. Wanted. And also, like, that person needs to, like, put themselves out there, like, in a way. So it's interesting that this topic yeah. comes up because I feel like this topic has come up a lot this week with a lot of people. And I was going to say it has. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking it's really about, funny but okay. Because I happened to stumble upon, I think that's what got me into the Ram Das that I've been binging, binging like, every every day since last week um i actually had googled an episode or googled like are not googled searched in the podcast search engine like how to transcend something i don't know the first thing that came up was um transcendence during orgasm or something like that something along those lines and it was ram das and i was like I don't really know that I want to listen to this, but okay, I will. And um, I was like hooked right away. But I think it was that episode and I don't even know, but and I'm going to botch this, but he talked a lot about this idea of like disconnection. I mean, the way we show up in the bedroom is absolutely the way we show up in that relationship. Like it's just another version of how we are showing up emotionally in that relationship. So it's, you know, if you're having problems in the bedroom, it's definitely a great opportunity to examine how you're showing up emotionally, either with, with if it's with yourself, with your partners, whatever. Um, that's my little side note there. I, that's my thing that I want to add to that. But Ram Das was talking about how, you know, so often there's a disconnection in that way. And, you know, so, so often people end up treating sex like the other person is an object of their desire. And that you're always going to end up at some point with disconnection there because like the goal is like heart to heart, like lovemaking, like, like truly not working from the sex organs, object of desire. But if you like from like a chakra system situation, like heart to heart lovemaking, that that's where like, that's like the goal. That's where the magic, that's that's where the magic happens. Hashtag couple goals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's, that's I'm it's, taking away from that. No, I listened to the same episode, and that I think definitely is where he was coming from on that. And I think, that, but he's saying like that's hard to get to too, because of course there's an it element an of desire and everything of else, maturity and, and reflection and humility and vulnerability and wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that that is something that like, but I, I mean, intuitively, I think we all aspire. Not all, most of us aspire to that that connection, that just such a deep connection with one person. Yeah, depending that, on your level of evolution, you're. Yes, right. but I agree with you. Yeah, there might I, be a, like a lack of awareness or all of that, but that's definitely like. Tell me more. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> don't tell me more. I don't. No, you're 100 percent right on that. But that's ultimately, 
even though we don't know how to get there. Because that's what we want in our relationships too is this heart-to-heart connection. And yeah. so many of us have our ego in our way. So Right. We have our ego in our way. Yes. There's, there's so many things that come up. Some of us are aware that that's in the way. Some of us are not aware. Those of us that are aware, we're like, we're aware, but it's still hard to get past it. Right. So, but yeah, the goal with anything is just like this heart-to-heart connection. That's love. Like so many people define God as love. Like that, exactly. Like that's always sort of like, is like, you know, the aim. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's what we're going for. Well, and I think that's why, again, not speaking for everybody, but most people that don't operate that way but are just seeking connection. And so they go out and do whatever they do. They they will never find it that way because that's not how you find it. Right. You know, so it's like you can go sleep with 100 people and have these amazing maybe one night stands. But like you're not ever going to get to where you want to be, which is why you keep doing what you're doing and are not happy. In well, that. do you know that? Maybe there are people that I said, are I like said, fully evolved that are actually doing that I 100 said, times. I said, people I'm, disclaimer is that there are some people that might oh. do that but clearly what you hear that that's not the case in general terms yeah. that that's not most people that are doing that aren't it's not because they're super happy with their lives there's reasons why they do that so yeah again not speaking for everybody here right. but right it's okay. complicated it's is it it's complex it's complex <laughs> just kidding it's complex it's the irony is, is that it's also not. That's true. Just be authentic, <laughs> be yourself, and you know what? You'll find what you're. Like maybe we just overcomplicate for. things. Actually, we always do. Mm-hmm. Part of it's societal. Part of it's just human nature. It, there's so many factors that go into it. But yeah, there's to be yourself and just be just be un you know stripped down and raw and just be vulnerable and be yourself. How do you think not... that you score on that report card? Mm, oh, probably. And then how do you think I score on that report? Card? <sighs> really? Yes. <sighs> Yikes. Awareness or practical? Leading from your heart, heart to heart, intimate connections. That does not mean sex, Jim. Just means everywhere oh, you go. Oh, okay. Never mind. I got to rethink this. <laughs> no, I would say that you are. No, we start with you. Oh, with me? Yeah. I'm going to say you're going to disagree with this. I don't care. I'm going to say 50 to 60%. And okay. I'm, I'm going to say that you are 80 to, I'm going to say 70 to 90. You have way more awareness Wait, around it. you just it. said I was 50 to 60? No, me. Oh, okay. Me. All right. Here's the irony then. Now you're demonstrating, I think you're just kissing ass to the public. No. But it's making it like, oh, Jim's so humble. He must be 100. No, 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 no. I'm, cl- <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be very honest about where I'm at. I would have said maybe lower, but no, I think genu- genuinely, I think I would say. This is like when we go to couples therapy and the first thing you do is put your arm around me and you're all like I do all the fucking time. I don't want to hear that. I'm here for her. Or I'm here just, for her. Anything just that she up. tries to tell you're you isn't true. Up. You're showing. I, mm. I'm showing you, right? Yeah. You believe me, uh, right? Yeah. Couple video our couples therapy. Lady. Video our couples therapy section. Anyways, session, and you will know that just because my arm is around you doesn't mean I'm not having a bunch of feelings come up during <laughs> that. So... I but just, my arms around her. I just want to stay connected to you through that process because I, I think it's important, and I feel like that is helpful to stay grounded and to stay connected to you. Okay, you should do that in real life too. I, when she's not in the room, I do. <laughs> Shut up. A hundred percent of the time, you do it a hundred percent in her room. You do not do it a hundred percent in real life. Okay. Okay. What? <laughs> wait, we're getting off topic. Here. We we are. <laughs> I do it a lot. Okay, it's not a hundred. Okay. Anyways. Okay, you're right. Right. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> anyways, an hour every three weeks is, uh, yeah, I do a percentage. Anyway, it doesn't It's like matter. you walk in right away. You're like, are you watching? Oh. Did you see, do you see my arm around her? And you give this look in your eyes like, <laughs> like this lost puppy that just. Oh, it's not for, well, okay. <laughs> I can see the perception of it. That's not, that's not where it comes from. But. <laughs> 
So that's not this situation. So, anyway, oh, gross. I just touched your Kleenex. It's nasty. Anyway. <laughs> so you're well, 50, 60 because you're so godly. You're just going to give yourself a 50, 60. I'm 70 to 90. I want to hear more. I that interrupted you. Yeah, now you sound all nasally. You got <laughs> snot on your sleeve. It's a really, real, real good. It's a, a it's a real good luck. I actually do not real good luck. I don't know. I don't know what that residue. is. Kleenex residue. Same thing. It's not the same thing. Look at his wife. You know. No, I give you. I give you seventy to ninety instead of eighty to ninety because I think that the times that you don't, you have. A, Why do I have a twenty point? Because and you only have a ten. Because I think that your awareness around it, you're very astute, and you actually have this great awareness around it in practice. I think that you are um, because you're more yeah. reactionary. Yeah. I don't think you practice it as much. That's why I'm saying it's. That's why I know I a agree with spread. that. That's why it's so much more frustrating to be. Me I think for me, I'm, you. I'm, I, I wish I could just play dumb and be dumb. No, right. I, exactly. I'm fair. fucking failing no matter what. I'm 50 <laughs> to 60, which some might go, well, that sounds pretty good. Well, in any school test, that's a that's a failure. So. Do you remember um, when we took our emotional intelligence test, though? Well, you know what's bullshit about emotional intelligence is that it's teachable. Whereas, like IQ is like they say it's just. I mean, first of all, that's whole that's whole debate. I, I, exactly, but that is like exactly. more like they say like it's kind of wired. It's consistent over time. But like emotional intelligence, like it, mm-hmm. you can absolutely learn it. And I've taught you so much. Mm-hmm. So the scores that you have are pretty high against the general population. You were in the 90th percentiles ish. Um, I was higher than you, which felt good. Well, yeah, I would have expected that. I you thought are. it was funny because I gave it, sent it to several of my therapist friends, and they did. There was some that didn't do so well. There were Questioned some. Questioned the there validity were some. of the test, and I'm like, nope, nope, it's a valid test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's pretty. I think it was a pretty good reflection of where we're at. Yeah. And no, how would how would you? I just I just gave you a rating, and I gave myself a rating, and I tried to be honest about it. Yeah. So I, what's in that, the rating scales, though? Well, so this is the thing. This is this is very specific about being authentic. Is uh-huh. kind of what you what you said. Uh-huh. Um, maybe leading with leading with your heart or leading with authenticity. Uh huh is the only measure here. There's a lot of other factors mm-hmm. that you could weigh in as far as like how you're how I think you're truly doing versus how I think I'm truly yeah. am doing, but just on that on that on that alone, that's right. where I, I'm and landing. And maybe this is all out there and we could just like search of it online it and we could pull like a Don't care. actual like um Yeah, and then we'd take 30 seconds and we could go, this is my number of... and this is what it is and that's no fun. So, But we're just, we're no, we're just talking about like sort of like this ability to be like, and I don't think that what we're talking about exists out there, but so it is very like just subjective and arbitrary, yeah. but like, yeah, this idea to just be connecting from the heart and of like the heart center intimately emotionally with other people um ooh, should we add like the earth into that your ability to commit, connect intimately with the physical realm with earth and i'm gonna the say material world i'm going to say <laughs> no because if we add that in there i think that the numbers change they do they do that's that's why that's interesting um, more, maybe it would be more fair if we did that but i think we're more balanced if you look at that you might disagree with that but i, I think, think we're well, more all balanced. people probably would be because that would make us all whole but because we're all so anyways long let me just I, I agree with your assessment because what i feel like i have noticed about myself is that um 
I can be an idealist and, you know, idealists tend to operate in their own, to their own detriment because it's like, you see what could be and you, that's your standard sort of thing. But then you like, you're a human too and right. you fall short of it constantly. Right. And you're, it's hypocritical in that way. Things get in the way. And so that's another story. But I do think that I would agree with your assessment as far as like, um, putting my, yeah, I know I would agree with that assessment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm impressed. I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I like that you have a bigger. Um, I don't know. Know if I put the exact numbers. I would. I like that mine. I agree that yeah. mine is higher than yours. My score is higher than yours, and I like that there's a bigger variation yeah. there. I would agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's semantics. If you want to say, well, no, I think you're 40 to 50, not 50 to 60, or mm -hmm. 30 to 40. But I, yeah, I just think that that's in general. You're higher than me. You have a bigger spread on how that plays out. I think your bottom line is still higher than my top line. But I think that in general, it's like, yeah, neither one of us are gonna are. are nobody's we're not going to get to 100 yeah we're not at 100 i don't think it's practical to expect to be at 100 in that way right because we are human and we're going to have other things do you think it changes things then when because i do think it's important that if you consider that you're going to walk around um living um operating from that space from the heart center that you don't just think about people but you think about all the all of the planet um how do you think that changes the things then i think it changes things because i think my my overall awareness around the external world in the physical world i think is way more astute from your but is your heart center there i actually think my heart center unfortunately is way more there than it is in the it's relational space between us as people you more into the environment then i, I think I, that's a i, I don't want to say it's a loaded question but like when you talk about the environment well what does that mean i think as far as like being tuned into nature and being fascinated by nature and being open to nature and like what the power of that is i think that i historically and traditionally yes i would say i'm way more tuned into that i Do think you that feel like you are definitely like now awakening to more of that so let me ask you this question this might be totally like out of left field and make no sense but you have you historically felt loved by nature yes like if i say i felt like ma nature is magical nature, nature has this have power you felt like nature loves you more than people could ever love you Ooh. like is it this idea of like I, I i'm gonna escape people but when i go to nature i don't escape nature i feel loved and held and yeah i feel by i feel like i can't get enough of it i feel like i want more of it i just want i want to like be surrounded by it like at a deeper level like you feel is it like seen understood loved well maybe you never maybe thought of it that way but maybe you could i haven't i was maybe that say, would help open your heart center to people if you well, actually it, and this, this probably that. ties in more to the ego, you know, our, our self, our own egos, but like you feel no judgment from nature. So when you go into nature, you feel like it's just acceptance so of you, yourself so as a whole without judgment. Did this, has this always been an awareness you've had or is this new because I talk about it all the time? I feel like I've always felt that from nature. You've always had this so, awareness. This is fascinating to me. Very fascinating because that means that you're capable of transferring that awareness on now onto people just where i have had the opposite experience yeah so my issue with people is that people you know in our relationship i feel like it holds i feel like there's there's always this judgment there's always this um uh this 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 watching this expectation this this just like this this force that is um put upon us by everyone else out there that you don't feel from nature you don't feel feel it from anything in nature that's bullshit have you ever been through like a tornado or a thunderstorm or an earthquake or a volcano eruption obviously but it's not. like this it, you know what it is <laughs> there's a lot of people in a lot of parts of the world that would disagree with you there jim you, you know what it is it's this um 
I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out how to actually put this in words, but it's the difference between saying you're a bitch and you're acting bitchy. It's a difference between labeling you as a thing, as uh-huh. an entity uh-huh. into what you are versus saying you're being this way. And I, I would say that in nature, it's just nature's being that way. Nature's this, this force that's out there. It's not directed at you. It's okay. not directed. It's not this personal thing that is, you know, so put on you. weird. Are you on acid right now? But anyways, maybe that's a joke. But if you would have said that a long time ago, <laughs> fuck is wrong with you um but like i've been talking like when i learned this through studying the things that i've been studying that i have a deficit in that space that i act like that's my you know inferior function and i forced myself to spend time in nature and i believed the writings that said just start spending time in nature and things these realizations will occur and i remember i'll never forget i can just picture it walking to the lake that one day and feeling like this fucking turtle i had an exchange with two turtles <laughs> and I still think about it multiple times a week I would love to see those two turtles again if you guys are out there I'm here I'm, I'm ready I'm waiting but um I felt so I felt loved by nature and it was like I was overwhelmed by it I'm pretty sure I teared up and I was like, okay, this is so corny and weird. And then I like didn't want to like get too excited about it, but then I did. And anyways, as you're saying that, I'm like, wow, okay, so you maybe always had that awareness. I never was tapped in in that way whatsoever, but somebody told me I should consider it and I have to just start by spending more time with it and it would happen and it did and it's unfolding. I'm just, again, curious that like, can you please consider that that's how it works for you on the contrary? Like you're not going to experience that same level of unconditional love with other people until you start allowing yourself to do it. Yeah, I'm working on that and because like, I recognize actually, that it's... like be there and spend time yeah. in that space without knowing, having any expectations. Just say, okay, well, they say I'm supposed to sit here with this. Yeah, no. It, well, it, that's my personality. And that's if you look at my, I think, my attachment wounds and my Enneagram and everything else about who I am. It's like this whole thing is... I try to go to that space and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this here. I'm going to do that here. Exactly what you just said. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to sit here and, and and not perfectly. So I'm going to put that on the record right now. I'm not saying I've done any of this perfectly, but like unconditionally, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to go whatever I get back. Yeah. You're shaking your head. No. I would argue that when you have, it's worked. You're probably- When you're there unarmored and open, yeah. it works. Okay. When you're armored up, it doesn't. I think that you're- you're 100% right on that. And I think it's very easy for me to tell myself, oh, see, I tried it and I got rejected. I got kicked in the head. I got, you know, all of this stuff Not that. Literally. No, no. Figuratively, <laughs> that <maybe>. figuratively, again. <laughs> That there's there's this like there's there's this rejection that comes with it that you don't get from nature. You it doesn't exist in nature when you're out there. You're just you're part of it. And so when you when you feel like you've put yourself out there, like you just said, when you do it truly, authentically, selflessly, no, transparently, unarmored. No, unarmored. unarmored. That's all. I think that's the only okay. thing you need to say is unarmored. Unarmored. It's the scariest space to be in, but okay. So when you say that, when you've done it completely unarmored, you haven't had that experience, and I think that you're probably right. But I think that naturally, I always go into it just even if it's just a little bit armored, and then I know, and that's what I'm telling you, right? Suggesting to you is to spend more time in the space. Yeah, unarmored. I try, and I, but no, I I need to continue to try that. It's a muscle you have to. It is. It's a hundred percent 
right because I always have my walls up even if it's just a little bit it's yeah. enough because I feel like I'm ready for rejection and when I get it it's just proof that yeah I can't rely on this I can't rely on this because this experience is not going to give me what I need and so I'm alone uh-huh. I, and I'm not saying that that's on everybody else because obviously I'm no there my is own a person that witnessed in, you know but in a, an exchange between the two of you one time and I remember one of the things I said to you was like it just seems like you walk away and give up too easily mm-hmm. too soon yeah and again I'm going to defend myself in just this way which is not correct but it's what I tell myself is like yeah because when you're kicked in the balls okay every time it's not true it's not the truth I know I'm just saying isn't yeah. it interesting that this person that was the first words out of their, uh-huh. mouth, their observation yeah. this very yeah. like person this very sort of like um what's the word I want to use just naive not naive I'm sorry that's such a bad word because obviously there was great wisdom there but observant fresh to the world yeah there's no previous knowledge about relationships or conflict management nothing it was just like that was the observation, the mm-hmm. initial observation. And it's not like there wasn't observations about me. I'm just saying that that lines up. Well, yeah, particularly with, with that whole theme. It does. It does because it's very easy for me to get to that place and then be like, oh, nope, I can't, I can't take this pain. I need to, you know, it's yeah. like I feel like I just got rejected. So I'm done. I'm out because yeah. it's not, it's too painful. But I don't share that that is too painful. I right. don't put that out there. Um, no, and it's something that I have awareness on now, but it's still really fucking hard to exactly. so get maybe beyond you're the awareness. Go from a fifty to sixty to a fifty to seventy here, real soon. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I I hope I do. But every day is a. I mean, you can have a great day and you can feel like, man, I'm like, I'm really, I'm really killing it today. I'm just being me, and I'm connecting and I'm I'm telling it like it is as far as where I'm coming from. Like I'm being authentic. I'm truly I'm being unarmored. You know, I'm being direct with people and taking some chances. Taking some chances. And then, you know, this is great. And then the next day, man, you are knocked back down that fucking stairwell to the basement and you're like, what just happened? But if you looked at that whole scenario and you put it in a Fortnite game situation. I don't I can't you, I can't build in Fortnite. What would so you I don't tell that player? Would you be like Oh, you're right. The world's against you, bro. Like, might as well call. No, every day you get back up and you try again. Yeah, you you gotta like. What skill am I missing? Like, what? Yeah, I go into the fucking woods and I go. uh, Like, why? What? Look, what happened there? Like, I gotta like. Okay, all right. You know, it's like it's a like. It is. It is. It's just really hard, and that's why it's important with you know when you are the people that are around you and having a support network because if you don't have that, it's so easy to get beat down. I'm not. This is. I'm not saying specifically to me. I'm just saying in general, I can understand why, you know, life is hard for anybody. Yeah. And why it's like, if you don't have people around you helping you, you know, pick yourself back yeah. up and, and at the and same get back time too, again. there's this idea that everybody else is a player in the game. And we're all doing, so... we're all, we're all struggling with the same thing, which is why we all got to help each and other. different things. Exactly. And there's a yeah. lot of entanglement, but yeah. Entanglement. Entanglement. There is. There's a lot of entanglement. Was I talking to you about that? No, I was talking about entanglement today. Why'd you say that? Well, that, that, <laughs> that, that was a word that. That um, Jada Pinkett Smith used. Oh, she, well, it's a pretty it was, it common was, term in yeah. the world. Well, that was it was a big growth. it was a big deal when she said it. And that story, since we listened to Dax's podcast where they interviewed her, like oh. there's that that was a month. It was like um, you know, just like anything else. <laughs> 
people's personal lives. Bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Uh-huh. We don't know the whole story behind people's personal lives, but when that first came out and the acknowledgement was, well, there was an entanglement. And, you know, of course, oh. people jump on that and say, oh, you mean you had an affair, basically. And yeah. and the it was labeled this thing, which was an entanglement. So I just want to. Yeah, I just mean it in a way of like, and I don't know if that there's actually an official, like if the American Psychological Association has an official definition or um, delineates between entanglement and enmeshment and codependence or interdependence, but that um anyways i need kleenex um i feel like entanglement if i'm just gonna give my own version of event of 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 like my understanding this is literally just the way i sort of view it it's like we're all entangled we're all interconnected um how we manage that interconnectedness is makes or break everything like we can get enmeshed and we can get codependent or we can stay like boundaried and like yeah there's this acknowledgement that there is interconnectedness we are dependent on one another but like my nervous system ends here yours begins here or they they you know there's actually there's maybe some infinite like fading from one into the other there's a bleeding there's a bleeding constantly just sort of like managing that you had texted you had texted me um we had an exchange this morning and you had texted me that entanglement was in the, your response to the situation was you know oh yeah feeling that so yeah. you that that word is clearly resonating with you right now yes entanglement yeah i like it better than enmeshed because i feel yeah. like entanglement is just an objective reality like look like we're entangled in this and yeah. like i'm acknowledging that right now and i'm trying to quiet well i was gonna say in the, the, the when you the way you the way you brought it up was a situation that involved both of us but it wasn't something that yeah it wasn't and it truly wasn't an enmeshment it was a it was like hey we have different energies you know it was getting up in the morning and getting ready and having a whole exchange together yeah, and it's like talk about this on here before i want you yeah. out of the bedroom when i get up and get ready right exactly and you're like this this entanglement this entanglement of our energies <laughs> is really disruptive to me and i was like okay i'll honor that i still like that sounds so dramatic it just meant like I know. It's I know. just like I just get fucking agitated when I have right. to get ready and you're still around. Okay, that's just like yeah, the so layperson terminology it. of the situation, and you're so offended by that. And I'm like, dude, if I'm just being honest with you, like when I get up in the morning, I am like, I, I feel, I feel my nervous system reacting to your nervous system, and it's just I don't want to deal with it. So just understand that our nervous systems are entangled in the morning and I want to reduce the entanglement so you can leave the room and so I can get ready I just had an and prepare epi- for my I work I just day. had an epiphany on that <laughs> okay. just now as you were saying that. Because I told you, I texted you back. I'm like, I understand and I will honor that, but I want to explore. That. <laughs> well, it drives me fucking crazy. Be out of the bathroom and be at a okay, certain time. Can we just give a little yeah. backstory here? This is my other bitch about this. <laughs> most of us that have a job, okay, I don't because I have flexibility. I'm self-employed. But most of us have to be to work at a certain time every single day. And like, I like that predictability. I like to know you're going to fucking be out. Like the kids, I know you have to be to school at 720. So you're going to be out of this house by 650. That feels splendid. The unpredictability around what you're going to do any fucking given morning drives me insane whether I have to be somewhere or not. So I've explained that to you. Like if you could stick to a schedule and I just and we have a routine, we wouldn't have to fight about this every day. Yes. And I think thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. And I think (laughs) that that's my part of there's two. This is a two part thing. That's part of my thing is like my schedule shouldn't really impact you that much. We live in a big ass house and who cares what that is? I understand 
it's a difference in our personalities. Um, yeah, because anyway, there's a lot of like there anyway, too that annoys me. I think the other side of it that really is the big piece that bothers me about it because I that I think I could just I could get over that and live with that. Okay, that's that's just what it is. You want me to have a more consistent schedule? That's fine. I have some early things. I have some late things. Whatever. For me, I think it's more like I enjoy in the morning. I would like to get ready with you and like just That's have like cute. that interaction with um, I would. And I, it's such I would a- too, but I would need you to operate at a much different <laughs> fucking okay. speed and you don't. So I resigned to the fact yes. that I need you out of the house there by a certain go. time. You need it a certain way. And instead of <laughs> accepting like, hey, we're both doing this together and this is great. It, it's no, no, it's not great. <laughs> yeah. It's great. We get to share it together. Anyway, yeah. This is not isolated to you. It this becomes is, it becomes an this entanglement. Is, this would be with it any, becomes anybody. An, I know it would. And it becomes an entanglement. And I think that that's the thing. I just, that, that realization I just had was like, oh, I would love to share that with you in the morning where we're both like I feel getting like, ready. And then I feel like when we first got married, like I had a much stricter schedule than you. You did. You and absolutely did. I had like kids to pile out of the house and we, it was early. Like I had very, you know, I worked for, I worked for an employer that I had a, literally had to punch a fucking clock. Okay. And like there was right. this whole tenant, like it was ridiculous. So like <clears throat> trying to get up and out and my kids, get them to where they needed to be and then get to where I needed to be. And it was a commute and weather impacted everything. And they didn't fucking care if you're late. You three tardy you know it's an excuse like the whole it's like you're in high school again um so the level of annoyance that i had in the beginning of our relationship because i was up and harried in the morning out the door and you're still sleeping and i'd be like oh when'd you leave today you know because yeah. <laughs> you had all this flexibility yeah. it was like so annoying to me and so Again, you get you get there at a certain time you get off at a certain time and it's like when are you gonna be home i don't know yet I, i'm like still yeah working but through also my shit. i like, was working more hours a day than you and it was yeah. all sorts of things but um I just remember like finally getting to the point like could you get up in the morning and help me maybe like maybe you could help me get my kids ready because they were like little back then. And so that was very helpful when we kind of switched to that. And then it got obviously like you finally had a situation where your kids started school at 8 a.m. or before. So you had to also get up at the same time as me. But um, obviously things now have switched because I now am self-employed and I don't start my workday till 9 a.m. And now our kids drive themselves to school. So now we're like on this other end of the thing where I'm like I get to like do I, yeah. I don't have to wake up as early as you, but also you have flexibility there. So there's still like a lack of structure. And then like, yes. that's what like irritates me. Right. So that's that's the whole piece of that is I'm like, I don't care if you're up or not, but you're trying to be like, you need to get your ass out of the house so that I can get up and get yeah, ready. And it's like, I, uh, yeah. dude, just get ready with me. Well, like this is You know like, what? Maybe if I stopped great. working altogether, I wouldn't care when you left. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullsh- I, I would love to think that. If that was the case, I'd say quit your job tomorrow. That sounds fantastic. I don't, I don't care. Well, about that. I don't want to quit my job because I enjoy working. But I know you don't. But that my whole point <laughs> is that's not gonna that that's like wherever you go, there you are. That is not gonna change anything. Yes, that's yep. that's sexy. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Wherever I go, there you fucking are, <laughs> annoying the shit out of me. Your existence gets crawled. you make it. You make it sound like we Your live in like a one bedroom apartment with like, like a, a half a bath that we're we're sharing a half bath that we're crawl out of my washing skin. up in the sink in the morning. Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, fucking a. Like we have so much room. James Alex. And um, we don't though. We actually don't. Okay. Anyway. Oh, seriously. The point. It's it's anyway. Whatever. I told you I will, and I guess I meant it the way I said it. I will honor that. 
no matter how ridiculous I think so it might be. So it's a schedule, though. That means that you have to stick to a schedule. Like every day, it's like this whole thing where I'm like, hey, I need to be in the shower by 7.30. You're going to be out, right? And you're like, oh, like it's a new surprise. And it's and like, it's not we even, agreed to this. It's not we even about, it this. has nothing to do with the 7.30. <laughs> it just has to do with feeling like it's like this. I'm telling you what to do because I can't function on my own and just do my own thing in the morning. Here we go with our projections. Yes. It's so fascinating that that's where it goes. It's true. No, your projections are- You're being controlled. You're being told what to do. Hilarious. And you can't handle handle this thing where you don't have complete control. No, I want you out of my space, (laughs) period. I want you out of my space. I I want you to know- However, no, Jim- Test me. All right. How about this? How I about want you to you, then have awareness schedule. over this. I have awareness over new what you're saying. I do have gym. awareness new over this. New schedule for Jim. Yeah. All on his own, he's going to decide to take agency over his own health. He's going to wake up at 6 a.m. every day and do an exercise and be out the door by 7.15. That's your decision. Something along those lines. I don't care. I don't care. I just want you away from me so I can start my day <laughs> without you. Exactly. has nothing to do with okay. controlling that you. That is recorded. Just leave me every... alone. Just exactly. leave me alone. Get so out of my space. Exactly. Y'all heard that. Y'all heard that. I don't need it. I don't need that. Would you? Oh, touche. No, that's not. My Get up vibe. and like you know. Oh, you're. Share the space with that's me. That's so lovely. You know, yeah. that's so lovely. That I think that's what it feels like. It feels like it's like no, we're married. We're together. Like we just share the space. Like this is our space together. And you're like, oh, get out of here. And it's like, what? Yeah, seems weird. I am fucking like that. Yeah, you're like that when I want to talk about something uncomfortable to you. Yeah. Ew, get out of here. And you don't like that either. So. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. It's yeah. It's nothing to do with that. I don't know. I guess that's. I the mean, whole what thing. do you want from me? We still sleep in the same bed. I know plenty of couples that don't even sleep together at this point in their relationship because they can't handle well, that's, that. That's, so that's never going to. Not that they can't handle it, but it's just like you yeah, know, like no. come on, Jim. The problem is I'm too attracted to you still. Okay. <laughs> But like snoring, like I'm talking about like that kind of stuff. Like it's just like I need my space. Like if I'm going to like be able to operate my fullest potential today, I need to do the things that I need to do to get there. Yeah, you snore. I deal with it. I'm like, I don't care. I love you. I'm going to sleep with you. Do I snore a lot? I mean, I know I do. But do you hear me snore a lot? You snore a lot. In the middle of the night, no. But there are times, yes, where I have to like shake you because you snore. You're snoring, and it keeps that's me awake. never happened. You've never told me that. Absolutely happens. What? Not a lot, but it does happen often enough. Really, you've never told me that you've had to shake me awake. Um, are you serious? This is I just thought like, you knew. This is. I'll be like, I'll push you a little bit, like, hey, hey, and then you'll roll and you'll stop, and I'm like, okay. How often? Once a month? Once a week? Once Ooh. a year? It's probably not more than once a month, but it's... What the hell? Okay, you do it a lot. Like, this is what I find interesting about you is that most people snore in their back and have to be pushed to their side to stop snoring. You snore in your side. You do too. No, I snore on my back. Not all the time. Okay, well, I would just say you never snore on your back, but you snore on your side. Like, it's 100% of the time. I I guess if I'm I'm thinking about this, you're probably, you're predominantly on your back when you're snoring. I'm not on my side. You're wrong. You got your bite splint in. Either way, if I'm on my side, like, my head is probably up and back because that's like what's yeah. happening like we're like I, I do think I have sleep apnea if I talked about this it kind of scares me I that I'm, I'm gonna say this out loud there have been a handful of times in probably the last eight or how long have I been with you 10 years maybe seven or six years where I have woken up gasping for air like <gasps> and like all of a sudden I realized I don't think I was breathing that's because I'm choking you <laughs> 
And I'm like, wasn't breathing. It's like I I stopped breathing and just like choked myself back to life. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, it's startling. And then I'm like, oh, that's fucked up. That's weird. And then I pop my pillow (laughs) up and I turn on my side and I go back to sleep. But I think that's sleep apnea. Okay. I think that's sleep apnea. So if you ever get a CPAP machine, we might have different beds. Okay. That might might happen. God, and I've been avoiding the sleep study. I take that back because you sleep with a noise machine on, which I hate, but you do it. And I sleep through that. I end up finally, you know, I fall asleep quick anyway. Yeah. But I hate the sleep machine. I just feel like it's like, it just does something to me that I don't like. Yeah. It's annoying. I find it highly annoying. Okay. But I. But you've never had a scenario like that. Honor your need to sleep with the sleep machine. You've never woke up gasping for air. No, and that's terrible. That's actually terrifying. I know. I just feel like I should get it checked out because some people say that's super serious. But then I'm like, "Mm, what did cavemen do? But they died. They died at 40, at 35 years old, 45 years old. But I always like wake up. Like that's the thing. Like my, eventually your body like startles alert because it's like, hello, breathe lady. It's probably nothing. But honestly, I mean, I don't know. Everybody's everybody's doing it. I think it depends on who you talk to, but some people would say that's concerning. No, that's what I mean. You have it checked out. Yeah, you probably. Um, I do remember like before that ever happened going to the eye doctor and he was like do you have sleep apnea and I was like I don't think so why he's like well your eyelids the way they're shaped like he's like I mean I don't know he's like I'm just letting you know that like people with your eyelids have sleep apnea I was like interesting okay (laughs) they're flappy eyelids and I think you have the flappy like is it the larynx you do have extra like yeah I can't wear eyeliner up there and stuff like I've noticed other people because I've always like I've I've never been able to do it I'm like how do people do that and I look I'm like oh it's because your eyelids are different um yeah you have like a fold on your eyelid yeah and it's just saggy in general like there's a lot of skin there so apparently that's like coordinate or correlated to like i don't know if i should say larynx or something in your throat flap that is probably saggy and lazy too <laughs> your throat flap there is there's a flap. is that a technical term there's a flap that's why that's what happens with sleep apnea and snoring okay. is that your flap okay. like closes is that the t- technical term throat flap no but okay. there's a flap in your throat okay. <laughs> and i don't know what the technical term is and okay. i believe that's the case with sleep apnea is that it closes and it doesn't open as it should and I, that's what a cpap mm. does is they it keeps the air pushing Maybe in you should go but you have to stay overnight, don't you? Like a sleep study. You can do. Is... I think people are telling me you can do home tests now too. Oh really? So okay. Yeah, well, like they can hook. You can bring home some monitors and then turn it in and get it uploaded. Well, <laughs> you might want to consider that. I found what's been helpful is that if I sleep on my side or prop myself up with pillows, then I'm fine. Um, the problem is, is that like sometimes you naturally just sink down in your sleep. You know. I don't ever stay in one position all night. Yeah. Which I don't like are you a pretty you're i feel like you are a pretty you have, you're pretty aware of what's going on in the middle of the night i feel like often i'm just like oh you know thank you for letting me hold you all night i'm like what are you talking about how do you even know that that happened like I there were so many hours where i hate it how, how do you know that you actually held me all night i or never didn't used hold to me all i night? never used to be this way and okay. now i get up for just about any the dogs oh i hear this okay i hear oh, the that's dog annoying. I'm like, it's so and it, it's so martyr you're like Oh, he's got to go out. Mickey doesn't have to go out. And the fact that you're letting him out, now yeah. he's doing this every night to you. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, if I just do this, dad's going to let me out. I haven't done it in a long time. So that's been nice. But no, like the other day I got up and I was like, I'm so tired. I hope it's not time to get up yet. It was like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, thankfully, I have another few hours of sleep. But at the yeah. same time, I was like, why am I awake at 2.30 in the morning? And I know you're 45 other, years old. other people have it so much worse than me. I totally understand that. So, but I am, I, I feel like I don't sleep. I used to sleep through anything and now i feel like any noise i hear it and i wake up and i don't like it because you're not prioritizing your health it's true that must be what it is no i'm for real my mom was telling first of all my sleep has drastically improved um 
in the last year. Um, I think I've just made some modifications. Thanks to me. No, I've made some modifications to my diet and um, I feel like it's, they, a lot of things are different when it comes to my um, body processing things. And so I feel like it's like, wow, I don't get up like I used to in the middle. I used to get up all the time to go to the bathroom. And I thought it was an old age thing and I just had to accept it. And um, my mom actually told me, like my mom, my mom's like more into like the, she's just as into the holistic health thing as I am, but she actually follows up more on it than I do. And she'll go and see people and they'll like do things to her and they're like, you need to take this herb every night or whatever. She really do that a lot? Yeah. She's been doing that my whole life. Okay. When I was a kid, she like, yeah, she was into yoga and astrology. Like she never talked about it. Like I didn't really, I just knew that she was into it. Okay. Alter, more alternative stuff. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she did that recently. She told me that she, she told both of us that she did that like a year ago and like she went back to this lady she hadn't been to in a while. Yeah. No, I know. She's it was done like, it my I thought whole it was life. isolated. I thought it was like, no, a... she's doing that. She's gone. Okay. She was going to like all these new age people when I was a kid in the nineties all the time. And, um, anyways, they gave her a supplement and she was like, I've been sleeping through the night. She's like, I haven't slept through the night in like a decade. And she's like, I don't know. She's like, whatever. It does like whether, whether it's placebo or not. She's like, I sleep through the night. And although I don't follow up on any of that, I will go online and say, oh, what juices or what, you know, um, produce yeah. will help with X, Y, Z. And I'll increase it. And I swear to you, like, I notice a difference. So, yeah. And in order to pay for that, I don't eat all day. You don't eat all day? Yeah, to pay for your juices. Oh, you're so, you're such a I'm martyr. Such a That's martyr. what we love about your martyr status. I know. I'm it such counts a for your high blood sugar, <laughs> all of it. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, no, you you have, but your relationships matter too. So the the like what we do with our body and how we take care of our body matters. But like, um, I I will since s- things have gotten better with some of our relationships issues that I was dealing with in my GI tract for years have spontaneously resolved. Well, that's good. Gone. So I'm just not sleeping now. Knock on wood. I'm not sleeping now. <laughs> I was gonna say our relationship <laughs> issues. Well, glad yours are resolved because mine are. I'm talking about some okay. family stuff. Yeah. No, it's been um, there there is it 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 absolutely affects every <laughs> aspect of our lives. There's no doubt about that. Uh-huh. So, I just I'm like am I ever going to get to a point where I feel like I sleep through the night and I wake up? Yeah, I mean, every I once think, in a while I will. It's I not like I don't ever. What it's your just... problem is, Jim, is that you want to still act like your body is youthful and that you can be irresponsible with it and you haven't considered that you actually need to be incredibly responsible. Like it literally is a temple. Like you wouldn't do this to our plants. Like, that's what cracks me up. Like I deprive our plants of water all the time, but you're like, yeah, no, you're a fucking I've terrible plant parent. Constantly, I'm actually a lot better now. I'm the only one taking care of them. It's been about six months, but well, guess what? You're not the only one. Yes, I am. I feel the dirt all the time. I'm like Jim, you fucking. Did you see what you did to the hydrangea? You nearly killed it. <laughs> did you see what you did to it? <laughs> I was like, I left it alone because like, oh, Jim has that. He's got it over no. there in this part of the house. I walked up to it the other day. I'm like, why are the leaves so dry? It was dead bone dry. No, the problem is I did. I did. We you, the. The, the problem pot, is, is that you forgot about it. No, I didn't. The pot broke. The new pot has holes in you the bottom of it. You watered it, I Tim. have. I have. The new pot has holes in the bottom of it, so I can't like soak it and let it soak in. So you do have to water it more often. I No, I haven't watered it so enough. So you've been watering it and letting the water leak all over the table, which is a lie. That hasn't happened either. No, that's the problem. I don't water it much exactly. because I don't want that's it to point. leak on the table. That's my point. So I water that's enough That's how I resolved it. I put a fucking plate under it and watered it, gave it a good water, and I'm moved about it with to the, plate. the window so. I'm talking about with the plate. There was no plate under it. You no, that's my point. It's, you, Jim. All right, people. You neglected it for it's, several weeks. It it's was been bone in the dry. windowsill with, with a 
plate no under plate it. No plate under it. No plate. No, at first I did it without the plate. Okay. And I just. So it was dying. It was on its deathbed and it was under your yeah. care. That's all I think we're going to say about that. So l- let's just be clear. Why here. don't you. Why treat- was it under my care? Because. <laughs> I don't know. You just took it over. <laughs> I didn't take it over. That's the point. Because you're controlling. That's you're why. a mother figure. You're, you're controlling. So- oh, you're so- <laughs> so I was not controlling and I let you take it over. You brought no, it in. No, you didn't tell me. I thought you brought it in. So I had no idea. This is my point. I had no idea you put anything it in the about the hydrangea. You put it in the planner. You broke our, my fucking planner. The dog did. And then or you left I? it. Did you, I break it? You're like, I think the dog did. One of you broke it. The and dog you just knocked left it, over it outside. sitting in the dirt on the step. <laughs> and then, thankfully, it had been in the pot for so long that it just sort of stayed yeah. in form. And it sat there for like a week and I was like, well, that's not good. It's like drying up. Like well, it's like, why didn't you put so more dirt in there and I fill it up in the planter that you put it in, in the pot that you put it a in? a pot, an extra pot in the garage, and I put it, I set it in there, and I was like, here you go, sweet girl. Like, welcome to your new home, and they'll let the rain and the dirt will I'm not going to water you and, and take will... care of you, sweet girl. I love you, but no, Jim's going like, to take care of you, I Jim's think. Jim's been taking I care think. of you. I think. Next thing I know, I was happy that you brought her in because it started to have a frost. Yeah, thank you. So I was like, cool. You're welcome. Plants inside. But it was over in this other room that's not usually in. Fast forward <laughs> several weeks. I'm like, he must be taking care of her because he doesn't neglect the plants. That's not what Jim does. And then I look at her and I'm like, oh, dear. Oh, no. I had to like let her soak in the sink for like three hours. She was so dry. I was very appreciative Then I put that. a plate under her and brought her over to her friends that she has not been with in almost like seven or eight months, yeah, her inside months, friends. Months. And so she's with her inside friends now again, and she could probably use some more dirt, but I need to find some dirt. So this hydrangea we have had for how many years now? A lot. Three, four, five, maybe? Probably. And it needs, we need to put it in a bigger planter, a bigger pot for sure, but. I don't know about that. She's doing just fine. She's been doing just fine. She needs more dirt. Yeah, she needs more, she dirt, needs more dirt. Because she lost a lot in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> so put some more dirt in there. And... I need to find some that isn't contaminated by raid. Uh, no, so there's, there's some. That. Yeah, there's some. Anyway, long story <laughs> short. Yeah, this is the longest besides outdoor plants. It's the longest living plant we've had. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been taking care of my orchid and my other one mm. that I can re- never remember the name of, but she actually came from my great grandmother's house. What is that thing called? Oh, it makes me I so weird. I don't know if you, do you water the cacti? Yes, not that often, but I do. Okay. I do too, but I don't want to overwater it, so I kind of keep an eye on it. Yeah, the orchid's the... Ugh. I don't, I don't, of them all. I don't touch that girl the, is that's the maintenance. only one I don't touch because I'm like, the orchid is very sensitive. And if I water it, you water Guess it. Guess what happened? Guess what else? What? The orchid's never fully recovered from a fall. Thanks to Jim. Remember? You're like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. There was a big crash on the deck because she spent the summer outside. Yeah, she spent I, some she of the summer the, outside until the fall. She was on the table out there. Yeah. She came. You crashed her and her her vase like cracked open. I put her in a new yeah. vase, but that fall was devastating to her. She's never fully recovered. She'll come back. She was in full bloom. I've never seen her more in full bloom. Like she had so many blooms. I've never seen an orchid. Yeah, I felt terrible bloomed. about that. That one instantly died. Instantly. Instantly, that stem slowly died. I finally cut it off. I think it's growing a new one now. I don't know. But she hasn't flowered in months. Her leaves started falling off. It's been tragic. Yeah. And you did it. Do you fertilize her at all? No, I shouldn't have to fertilize her. You fucking threw her off a rooftop, Jim. It takes time to recover. (laughs) A rooftop. Basically. (laughs) table next to a chair. Relatively speaking. So you have this thing, which is really weird to me, that you do not fertilize plants. If they're outside in the soil, they will get nutrients from other sources. If they're in a plant. Why don't you fertilize her? You 
pushed her over the edge. It's she, your job. Fran is yours. Her name is whatever her name is. She doesn't have a name. Okay, it's not Fran. I that's I will. I don't touch that one. I need to fertilize the other ones. But fertilize like, her. You're a jerk. Okay, I'll fertilize that too. I don't want to overdo it, but I'll fertilize. What's her name? This is where. When I remember, we're about done with this episode, but remember at the beginning when I said I'm 45 and this is the era of I'm not going to entertain your bullshit right now. This is a perfect example of it. I just gave this whole story about how you tried to murder my orchid (laughs) and it's been a long but steady recovery. And then you go, but do you fertilize her? Why don't you fertilize her? Okay. Perfect example. I'm not going to entertain that bullshit. Oh, you're not going to take care of your plant. You're not going to nurture your plant. Entertaining your plant. You are not going to nurture your plant that is yours. Keep talking, Lucifer. Keep talking. No, I have to keep her alive. No, well, you don't. I was. My point is, is that you almost killed her, and you're trying to blame it on me. Like no. that's weird. That's weird, Jim. That's weird. That's fucking some weird. I'm not, but up, I've, I have told you. I have shit right told there. you this outside what? of what was in She's the soil. She's never that's had old. fucking fertilizer. She's been just fucking fine. Because Stop. when you buy a plant and it's in the soil, there's already fertilizers Jim, in there. There's all of the stuff I've in there. I've had her for four okay. years. It's time to she, fertilize her. No, it has nothing to do <laughs> yes, with it. Yes, it does. You, you bruised her. I know I you did. You threw her over the I edge. know I did. And, and now still, she like, needs to heal. She's still rebounding. Right. So you should fertilize her, asshole. Like, don't say you're... I'm going to fertilize her tonight. I'm blaming her lack of rebound on you. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> that's, not. That's, yeah, no, she needs to be tended to. Wherever you go, there you are, Jim. Yeah. I do. Well, it's, you know what? It's like this idea that, and you and I have this have had this conversation where it's like overwhelming sometimes. Like, oh, wait, you are home. If you're watering the plants, why don't you fertilize them? Because if we're both like doing this dance and disbalance, but you're like, same thing with dogs, giving them water. You're like, most of the time, I don't think about it. Nothing and it's like, to, first of all, what do you mean you don't think about this it? Is, okay. They're right next to you. That's like, you so, can see the dog. Well, that's funny because. <laughs> I don't believe in feeding my plants. I just believe in, you can live on water. How about we just give you water? Jim. No more food for you. Only water. What would the plant do if, it, that's, to me, fertilization is artificial. Because it's they're like not in a natural Botox. environment where they're it's getting. It's like Botox. If they were in a natural environment out in the dirt, they would get nutrients from the dirt because it okay, in, it, it comes in from other you. sources. She's been doing fucking great. All she needed was the sunshine. When she got the sunshine, she was fucking amazing. Okay. And my love. You might be right. My love. My you might be right. Affection. I think science would prove you so, otherwise. Okay. You no. Right. You're actually. Okay, Jim. Also, um, like, what was your what was your full question there? <laughs> I don't know. Um, oh, the watering that of, of the dogs. You like to do what I call dropper. <laughs> like, you give a dropper of water. Like, someone comes <laughs> no. in from a marathon, you're like, here's a, let me get out my syringe. Here's a little droplet of Here's water. three ounces. Yeah, three ounces. That's all you need. We don't want to waste it. <laughs> no. So, I, yeah, you're right. I don't water the dogs as much as you do, but I also do because I just fill up their water bowl in full and it's good. Which is what? Instead of you, you're like, here's three quarters of a Which cup. Which is what Co- I do. <laughs> Coco, big St. Bernard. No, I'll give you another quarter of a cup before the end of the day. That's what you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coco, poor Coco. God rest she her got, soul. God rest her soul. Got less water because <laughs> on, on a particular fill up because the way she slobbered everywhere and lost it all. I'm like. And then you failed to refill it. <laughs> you're like, that's good. You're good. No. You're like, no. you're still alive. I'll, no. I'll give you enough to keep you no. alive, not to thrive. I fill their bowl till it actually is like 
overflowing and then I stop. Do you know how many times I used to say that to you? Like that was like this whole like thing we used to argue about. I'm like, you feed Coco enough or water her enough to keep her alive, not to thrive. <laughs> and that is how I feel about our relationship. I know. You give me enough to keep me alive, but thrive? No. So is that why you do that to our plants? No, I don't do that to our plants. If right. I do, you don't even give fault, them enough to No, my fault love. is overwatering. You, I over, I smother them with love. But you don't feed them. I do. I literally do. I give them water and sunshine. <laughs> You're so stupid. Literally. Anyway. Okay. Well, I love you. Do you? Okay. Thank you. Okay. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you.